I will speak to you in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you are standing, you may be seated. Well, here we are. We are in the church physically, and we are in this church virtually, from your living rooms, your kitchens, and your bedrooms. Wherever you are this morning, what we want you to know is that we're glad you are joining us for the Word of God and to sit in prayer and meditation on this day with Christ's body and blood. Please know that we are praying for you and we are praying for your family. And really, we are praying for all of us as we try to maneuver as best we can through this fast-changing, frightening time of the coronavirus pandemic. We are also here today hoping and praying that this time of virtual church at All Saints will be short. We at All Saints are a community church made up of people who want to get to know you, to recognize your face, to know your name when you're in the pews, and to invite you to lend a hand to our life together, our ministries and our outreach in this portion of Jacksonville and well beyond. So to be all saints in this new way, which keeps everyone at a distance, although it is of the utmost importance for us all right now, we pray it will not be required for an extended amount of time. Yet even though we're not physically together right now, I absolutely believe that this country and this world, me and you, everyone around us, desperately needs to hear and receive the message of Jesus Christ more than ever before. We can close down the places that we gather socially and we'll get by. We can cancel nights out at restaurants and movies if we have to. We can close down the schools for a few weeks or even a few months and use our technology to keep our children learning. We can stop going to gyms and workout centers to exercise our body and turn to other ways to keep ourselves in shape. But as hard as it seems for this world to understand, the church is not the same as everything else in our community. The church carries something within it that the world can only find fully right here. The church carries with it the soothing balm and the essential medicine of assured hope, no matter where we are and what we are facing in time and history. I imagine most of you watching right now are doing exactly what I'm doing every single morning. I wake up, and before I even get out of bed, I reach over and I grab my phone, and I open it up to check my messages and emails, and then I turn to see what's going on in the news. In the past, that was, well, what it was, depending on that day of the week and depending on what the news media side I was reading wanted to draw out and bring to my attention. Today, things are different. No matter where we look, every news source is giving us the frightening updates about the coronavirus. We're reading about the places that are suffering the most, China, Italy, Iran, the United Kingdom, and we're watching the numbers tick up every day as the testing begins catching up here in our own country, in Washington State, in New York, and of course, right here in our home state of Florida, in Duval County, in Jacksonville. And if you keep lying in bed in the morning, 
reading story after story after story, you may just decide to not get out of bed at all. I have to tell you that the more news I read, the more I feel this visceral fear and dread that seems to be growing somewhere down in the pit of my stomach. And when that begins to happen, I know it's time to stop reading and to turn to something more important, more needed, to turn to my faith. That's when I realize that what the church has to offer in Jesus Christ is so critical right now because it is the one thing that can help to wash away that fear and dread. The one thing that can lift our souls out of the dark pit. The one thing that is built upon the blessed assurance of hope, which we are seeking in this constant uncertainty of our day. I actually believe that it's a tremendous blessing that we're walking this road together right now during the holy season of Lent in the church. Not because I think Lent is supposed to be beating you over the head because of sins and offenses, but because Lent is always leading us to the important promise of Easter. And it's as if the scriptures assigned for us that we just heard and those that we've heard over the past weeks and the weeks ahead are scripted for a church and a people going through this fear and struggle we find ourselves in right now. This morning we hear again that wonderful story of the prophet Samuel in the midst of his own fear and trembling over the rejection of King Saul by God. And by the certain despair and violence, that rejection will certainly mean for the people of Israel. God tells Samuel in the midst of all of that to put aside the fear and the grief, to fill up his horn with oil, and to set out to find and anoint God's new chosen king. And the scripture tells us that even as Samuel fears death for himself, Samuel did what the Lord commanded. And he goes on in the story to anoint David, who by turning time and time again back to God in his own life and kingship, becomes Israel's greatest king. And Samuel does this and makes it through because Samuel knows that even with the threat of certain death, God is with him. And it will be the king that Samuel anoints that will eventually be credited by the Hebrew people with writing the most important song of hope in the entire Old Testament, the 23rd Psalm. When I was completing my summer chaplaincy in the state of Georgia back during seminary, Psalm 23 was the passage of Scripture more people knew by heart than any other when I would stand with them in a hospital room around a very sick or dying loved one. And over the last 13 years, God has blessed me with being a priest. The 23rd Psalm has been the most chosen Psalm of comfort during many of the funerals that I've been called to preside over. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, 
they comfort me. Why are these words from so long ago so important to us today? Because, brothers and sisters, they remind us that no matter what we face, the God who loves us is with us always. And that knowing God is with us is our hope and promise that no matter what we face, no matter how isolated we have to be, we are never alone. Jesus will, of course, take this to even higher levels when he comes and lives with us, taking on our own flesh and blood and bone and experiencing everything we have to face, even that which we fear the most, death, in order to defeat sin and through defeating sin, defeat death as well. In the story from the gospel this morning, Jesus finds a man who's been born blind. He's been blind and in darkness from birth. Someone who is meant to symbolize for us today another person who's lived in darkness for so long that there's no hope whatsoever that he will come into the light and ever be able to see. And yet in just a moment, Jesus sends this man to the waters of baptism at the pool of Siloam. And when that man comes out of those waters, the darkness has taken away from him. And this man can see. This man becomes what St. Paul is writing about when he says to the church in Ephesus this morning, once you were in darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Brothers and sisters, no matter how much fear and darkness is spreading through our world right now in this moment, the good news of Jesus Christ is the same. And that news is always that God is with us. God is with you. For we too have been washed of the darkness that surrounds us in those waters of baptism. We too are called to live right now as children of light. And even though we need to keep our distance from one another right now, and we need to wash our hands over and over and over again. And if we're sick, we need to stay indoors, stay home and avoid any way in which we might pass this virus along to someone else. With all of those important precautionary requirements, we are living right here and right now within. We have inscripted within us the hope of Jesus Christ to guide us and to sustain us and to comfort us no matter where we're asked to go or what we're asked to do. And that hope is what we all desperately need to hang on to. Take it in. Cling to it. And as much as we are avoiding sharing anything else, please, brothers and sisters, Turn to your frightened, fearful neighbors and share that good news of hope with them right now. Find a way to call them on the phone, to send out a text message, to post it on social media, to put it right here, right now with this service, or send out an email. Let the world know that no matter what we face, God is with us. As our youngest choristers love to sing often, when they're here in this church and they will be back here again. The Lord is our light 
our light and salvation. Whom shall we fear? Whom shall we fear? The Lord is our light, our light and salvation. Why should we be afraid? Thanks be to God. Amen.